Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast, your top automotive refinishing podcast with your hosts, Corey Kleinfeld and Ryan Brewer. Enjoy the show, guys. Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast. Today on the podcast, it's just me and Ryan. It's talking about <laughs> the last year, us podcasting together. Um, I don't know what even we're going to talk about. Everything else. We're going to talk about Restore FX. We're going to talk about our dent businesses. We're going to give you guys some numbers. We're going to talk about, we can talk about how we met. <laughs> For one, because mm-hmm. that's a random story. We never really actually came on and did a podcast together, kind of just introducing ourselves, really, and and kind of our relationship and and why we started doing this. So, um, here we go. Welcome to the show, Ryan what's, and Corey. What's up? <laughs> Both the damn pros. It's it. I know it's so awkward. It's it's weird that that happened. Like when we met, we're like, "You own a dip business," and it was both the same I, name. It was funny. Yeah, it was Denpro. You're Denpro USA, right? Yeah. Technically, got the yeah. little USA on your hat. I see it's like a little, little mm-hmm. additional. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're out here De- with out here with Denpro, but uh, we met in at Mobile Tech Expo last year. Uh, I guess last year now. Yeah, like physically met, uh, but we definitely physically met. met yeah. yeah, we met over talking about Restore Effects. Actually, we we did. Yeah, who told who told me to call you? And I, I forgot his name. Anymore. I think the court. I think it was the same guy that got me into the Restore Effects. I, was, I forgot his name, but he he just messaged me one day and said, "Hey, man, check out Restore Effects," and that was it. Like, didn't talk to the dude for a while, and then contacted him after the fact, um, thanking him for it. So I don't. I wasn't the one that founded the Restore yeah. Effects situation. So, which is good. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So we. I mean, just like I've probably talked to. I don't even know a couple dozen people about restore effects. Just call me and just, I don't know. We're just a small tight enough industry that they can, they can reach out, talk to somebody who's already doing it instead of just the restore effects corporate people to try to get like a, I don't know, a real version. Even though I think, I think restore effects corporate does a pretty good job about, you know, not sugarcoating the entire process. I think if they did sugarcoat anything, it was just, you know, the shop build out how we wanted it to be you know is that that was more expensive than you know they talked about you know do you have to do it not not necessarily but you want to you know have the I've shop tried, right so i've tried both ways when i first got on oh, my shop you? was yeah my shop was like not the greatest when alex walked in here he was kind of yeah he was like this is a disaster yeah. i was like well yeah alex the, found, alex the founder of restore fx yeah obviously so. just for for those that don't know um, but yeah, I called Ryan talked about restore effects center and then we ended up, you know, ended up going down the process and signing up for it. And then in mobile tech expert, we just met up and it was funny cause well, I had paused the podcast, um, in like maybe January of that year, December or something. Cause I just had too much stuff on my plate and then I knew I was going to bring it back, but I did like a hundred episodes and I was like, all right, this is a good, this is a good breaking point here. And we met out there and we're just chatting just kind of hit it off you could tell like just instant instant uh relationship and it looked like we've been friends for a long time um enough that we fooled the not that we were trying to but we fooled the restore effects guys and they're like oh I'll let you guys know each other forever and we're like no like literally two hours <laughs> in person <laughs> so it's funny how that works but i think that's i mean that's the world we live in now with technology right i mean you can meet people online and create almost as good of a relationship as you can it's never the same as in person but when you meet in person sometimes you just have that you just see things the same way you know see the world the same way and everything so um and basically restore effects came and asked us to like hey do you we want to you know start an audio platform for restore effects do you guys want to do it you know you had just won rookie of the year right like restore effects rookie of the year or something and I don't know why they picked. Oh, they picked me because I had a podcast. Basically, I had the following yeah. and I knew how to do it. I guess, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think that that's I why I worked both. I, yeah, I was the fastest growing uh, Restore Effects last year, and then I think that you, with your podcast experience, just kind of it yeah. made sense, right? So it did make sense. It was yeah. easy for them to do it, so it worked out. Yeah. It's been fun. I don't know how many episodes we did. Probably like eight, eight or nine. So pretty much once a month for the last year. Um, yeah and some of the responses that we're getting from some guys i mean we get you get them all day i get them as well people messaging us and calling mm-hmm. um and we're starting to notice that we are helping people and that's the whole goal for us is 
we're not over here gloating on what we're doing. We're really just here to, you know, fix problems that people may be having in their business and, you know, help them move in the right direction. Well, the, the, the multiple services issue, I guess, or, or conversation is, um, really important. I mean, a lot of guys have reached out to me about that. And like, this is like, oh, this is what we needed. Like, I want to hear about all this other stuff. And well, I mean, there's a lot of PDR podcasts. Obviously, I was one of them. I mean, they've been around since PDR college in 2013, 14, you know, and I'm I know there's detailing podcasts. Um, I don't know if there's other podcasts, ceramic coats or whatever, if they get that niche, I'm not sure. That's probably just in the detailing world, I but there's just very, ceramic, very niche podcasts. I think all ceramic coating guys hate each other. So they're not, it's like a, it's not for really, like, <laughs> they don't no, really one like, no, one, no one, no one wants to talk about the truth of it. Like ceramic no. coating itself is fucking bull. I mean, it's nothing simple. Right. Wipe on, wipe off for the most part, train somebody how to do a ceramic coating in one day, but it's the prep work, right? That's the, that's the thing no one wants to talk about. Um, it's literally just putting in the time to make it look shiny before you ceramic coat it. Um, and that's the truth. I don't know why that's, I don't know why that's a big thing, like a big scary thing to talk about. I can prep, I can prep a car better than you. I mean, maybe a little (laughs) bit, but (laughs) I don't know. I mean, if you got the right polishes, I mean, I get there's, there's an aspect, I guess, of like having the right compound to the right pad combination. So there is that. Um, and if you can test a few of those and one of them works a little better than the other. So there is a little bit of a little bit of that. But aside from that, it's yeah, time, right? It's great work. I mean, it's, they definitely have a science to it, you know, and it's definitely a skill. I'm not going to like throw out there that it's not. Yeah, I'm like, not trying to. Yeah, I that sounds mean. The, I think that the industry kind of just, man, there's so many people selling the same product and it just there is no unity in the industry. And dude, yeah. you, if you go online to try to get into the business and look at buffing pads, you're going to pull your hair out because they have so yeah. many companies out there making it. You don't know who's what and what's working because everybody uses different crap. Um, so it's just hard. Yeah. So. But anyways, to go back to, yeah, podcasts yeah. and, and we're kind of trying to combine it all together, you know, um, <clears throat> we've talked a little bit. I mean, we, we didn't talk much before this podcast episode, but we've talked, you know, we started a Facebook group and we're definitely going to do more with that this year coming up. Um, probably at mobile tech expo, we'll talk about it, but expand that. And we, we definitely want to create a forum or a community around people who want to add services or have multiple services. Um, because I think, um, that's where the industry's going. It really, it really seems like, um, and it makes, and it makes sense. Uh, you know, especially for me in an area and there's a lot of guys in the area that aren't prone to hail um it's pretty tough it's a long road i guess to get to a point where you're just doing enough money just just pdr in a shop no mobile um and so adding the services i think is a is a is a critical component of that yeah it's i think it's the most critical i mean yeah i don't know many guys that are succeeding outside of hail zones um with just a dent business yes by themselves but if they're trying to create something you know, a real brick and mortar. I mean, yes, you can create mm-hmm. a brick and mortar shop with one and, you know, one guy, you yourself, and they're pushing dents, yeah. but uh, it's it's going to stay that way and you're going to be pushing, you know, forever, which is not what we all want. Yeah. And I mean, hey, some of the guys do. And you know what? Power to them, dude. Like, if yeah. you want to do that, it's, it's just not necessarily a business. You just created a like really awesome job for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can make $300,000 sitting in a shop every day. You're not sitting in a shop, but being in the shop yourself and doing all the repairs yourself and answering the phone and, you know, maybe your wife works there, you have an administrative person or whatever. And you, there's, that's a, that's a good life. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know, you and I have started talking and meeting more people that want to grow legitimate businesses. And there's a lot of people, dozens, probably hundreds, a lot that I don't know that want to grow large businesses, multiple locations, more of like a regional, a regional business, you know, that's so doing that's- 10, $10 million. Grant, I think it was Grant Cardone said it the other day. Obviously, I saw this on TikTok. Um, He said a business is something that relies on the owner to be there, right? Um, That's what we're talking about. It's a one, you know, if you're a one man Mm -hmm. man opening up a shop or you're you're mobile, but you can't call yourself a company. A company is something that Mm -hmm. the owner of that company does not have to be there and it runs itself consistently. Um, all the time. So that's what we're trying to create is, is companies. We're trying to turn our business into a company. Um, 
and grow it from there, you know? Yeah. And to be honest, like it's, it's hard because especially when you go from being a dank guy who makes a good dank guy who is successful enough to look around and be like, Oh, I should grow this thing. Cause I can't do it all myself to grow a company because ideally what I should do if I wanted to grow my company as fast as possible, I should probably just take my income down to like 2,500 bucks a month <laughs> and put everything back into the business. Yeah. And I know that, and I know that I get, I acknowledge the fact that I'm, I'm hurting the growth of my company by taking a, a realistic salary for what I do. I know that like, if you founded a company and then you did, then you were not, you did not have the technical skill of it. You wouldn't make any money for a while, right. like for That's a while, it. like years yeah. probably. And so we're in this, I mean, you do it, I do it pretty much every every person I know out there doing this ex with the exception of a couple are running a company or trying to go from business to company, but they're still pushing a lot of dance. Yeah. You know, in the meantime, and, um, that's the struggle, you know, because well, we got the balls as... or the willingness to, to do it right cut your salary to, to barely livable wage, starvation wage. And, and then you can grow it a lot faster, but What's if most you don't want the to, problem just acknowledge is, that. <laughs> Dink guys have created a certain type of lifestyle. Um, and I'm sure we could all yeah. attest to this. So it's kind of mm -hmm. hard for us to go back to, you know, I mean, when I first started my dent company, I was living in the back of the shop, showering out of a hose, you know? Um, yeah. it's hard to go back to that, you know, so yeah. it's, it's, sometimes it's needed if not to say going back to that low, but, um, just to know it's, it's definitely going to take a lot of sacrifices to create something bigger than yourself. Yeah. No, I mean, you can do it by paying yourself a decent way. It's just going to take a lot longer, like a lot right. longer, you know, um, I can open up a second, I can open up an entire second shop and pay a technician to sit there if I chop my salary by a lot that much. You know, and then I can grow <laughs> technically. I have to staff yeah. it and build it and market it and everything. But um, I think about that a lot sometimes. I'm like, am I am I doing this right? You know, going from business to company. Um, but we're going on that. I mean, we're going down that pathway, trying to get there. Well, that's what um, was good about the restore business. Um, it was finally yeah. a business that kind of runs. You can get it if you spend the money on it. You can get it to run mm -hmm. itself um, to for the most part. And it, you know the dent business just isn't like that. But even as an add-on service, and I think we'll get to that later, um, is yeah, what we'll we you know love about the the multi-service shops. Yeah, you know why it's yeah. it's needed and what it can do for your you know dent guys or any other person in the recon industry. Well, so I mean, we probably touched on it in the past, but but you know the reason why my dad and I originally when we signed up got excited about Restore FX is that. I mean, my dad started in 91 and we saw, you know, training dent guys and just they, they all ended up leaving at some point um, and taking work, starting their own thing. It's very, it's very common in the, it's very common in a lot of these type of service-based industries. I just got back from my, getting my haircut and I was talking to my barber about it. And I mean, he was one of the, he had started a barbershop in my, in my city like 15 years ago, trained people. And now there's two barbershops from people he trained like within two miles of him, you know? Right. Um, it, it just, ha it just happens. But I think with restore FX, well, not, I think with restore FX is impossible because there's proprietary products that they can't order, you know? Right. Um, so that's part of it for sure. And then the other part is that, um, you know, you can pay them an hourly wage, a, a, a decent one too. I mean, it's, you know, an entry level type wage um if they become a manager they can make manager type wage like a re retail manager right. so it's it's that wage and you can grow a business based off of that instead of instead of you know the typical paying the technician 40 50 45 percent of the of the ticket you know um but that's probably that's probably the biggest reason why we, why we got excited about it uh yeah how much did you do i'll tell you tell you how much i did at restore effects uh you, restore you by 10 times uh restore effects we cleared five hundred eight thousand this year five hundred eight thousand. how is that possible that's my that's like my first thought we did i did first year business we started we came back from training we basically started in february doing cars the first couple months was a lot of free cars pretty much you know getting the demos dealership demos and everything but we were able to get up to sixty thousand dollars in our first year 
Um, we talked a little bit about kind of pros and cons of how of how each of us did it because you you got fastest growing restore effects got to 500,000 but you you went all you went all in with the shop hiring multiple people going after all all the dealerships talk about talk about that a little bit uh yes so that do I could go into it but uh yeah so I went the route of growing I've always been that way it doesn't matter what service I've tried to offer but I go all in and for some reason um we just get a lot of work right like we were just the dealerships love us uh i think we we struggled for a minute you know trying to get these dealerships to understand what we were able to do for them and then we did and now we're organically getting these guys calling and they're they're knowing how to sell mm-hmm. the cars and buy cars and it's just it's working out really well for us so we did that but it's not i don't always think that that's going to be the the case for everybody and me and Corey talked about that the other day. Well, it's, that was a lot of money up front, right? Like yeah, that was just uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, you think just in general, I'd probably say it cost me close to two hundred thousand um just to get the shop where it was. Last year we did two hundred and five thousand, right? So we grew the business. You're talking about twenty twenty one. You did two oh five. Yeah, we did two oh five this year. We did two. Twenty two. 208. 28 508 what's that 508 <laughs> yeah 508 <laughs> so that's over over 100% growth yeah it's pretty impressive yeah it's pretty high um but it's not where we want to be you know like it was definitely a good start mm-hmm. and we we the the word is getting out there about restore effects we're starting mm-hmm. to get you know customers calling just uh retail and that's what my recommendation is it, there's multiple different ways you can go about opening up a restore effects or adding any type of service to your business but just know um that if you go all in with the dealership work it's all net 30 you know so which can be really hard because if i just invested you know a lot of my money to net 30 ish yeah ish right because it turns into net Ooh, 60 <laughs> um, real quick which doesn't make sense to me right like if, if you have 30 days to pay that invoice but what they want you to do at the end of the month is send in a statement and then they say they have 30 days to pay that statement so then the the invoices that you're sending on the statement are, are 60 days old by the time you get your check-in well i mean it's a ta- it's a tangent to go on but that's on us as business owners to you know yeah i mean just say 30 it's due 30 days from the date of the invoice if not it's 10 percent penalty right well, or something me, like I, that. Tried, I, mean, I tried last year the, the first of the year i tried i sent i said man screw it i'm just gonna i don't even know if they're gonna notice it but i'm gonna start sending statements every two weeks I'm just going to send yeah. them a statement of everything we did. Yeah. Dude, every, like, every, every single one of them were like, oh, it's not the first of the month. We don't, we don't do statements until the first of the month. I was like, well, oh my gosh, it's a good shot. Good try. Right. It didn't work. Yeah. Out. So yeah. But um, your point being is that like you, you grew fast, you hired like the shop manager, a couple technicians, all that type of stuff quarters, outfitted yeah. the shop. And in the beginning that, you know, you, you had the capacity to do what four or five cars a day or something. But you just from the, sometimes you didn't have that. Yeah, from the get go, yeah, that's the thing. Is from the get go, I, I I said yeah. to myself and I told my partners this that I would rather be overstaffed than understaffed because I mm-hmm. I, got, I had a really big scare. I went to a dealership owner and kind of pitched to him what we had. He had a big dealership group with sixteen different dealerships, and he said, "Well, can you handle doing three hundred and fifty cars a month?" And I I looked at the guy and I was like, "I already had the staff, but I'm like." I, even with the staff I had, I couldn't do that many cars. There was no way. Um, so I was like, look, I can't. Yeah, but you're not going to touch every car, though. No, he said he wanted me to touch every car um, okay. from the way I was selling Restore Effects. And I was like, look, that's just not possible at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, but just getting to that, I never wanted to say no. I wish I could have called the guy's bluff and said, hey, let give me 350 cars a month and we'll get them all done. Um, but that's where I wanted to be was making sure I was fully staffed um and it was my job to make sure that we have the cars in the shop to make these guys go and it's not always easy it's definitely been a struggle um making sure that the guys had the vehicles to work on every day and some weeks yeah. and some days we didn't have you know we might have broke even and there was two months um in 2022 that we probably lost money um because of overstaffed um and they're just sitting there yeah, we were, getting, we were getting like I was actually gone. I, I was away in Wisconsin pushing hill, but uh, I yeah. found out they were doing like one car a day, 
and that doesn't that's like way negative because one car a day doesn't even pay one you know one person's salary so it, it definitely right. put us put us behind a little bit and there was just a learning yeah. experience for me to make sure that that never happens again um yeah so i mean my my process was different i'm not going to win the rookie of the year award fastest growth of restore effects but i'm also not going to lose money so my, yeah. my basically <laughs> pros and cons <laughs> you know um i didn't have a partner in restore effects so i did um but then it ended up being all, all all on me and so um basically my position was i hired i hired a guy before we started he came to training with me he was going to be the guy this is the you know the career path he's chosen to go down it's my it's my my wife's younger brother um always loved detailing cars and was a detailer and so i got i brought, I brought him the idea and for me it was like okay we're gonna start we're gonna start slow he had other stuff he was doing like kind of like hit or miss type of jobs like never a full-time thing and so i'm like i'll be flexible with you if you're flexible with me so and the days we had cars set up he would do cars on the days we didn't have cars he would do other things until a few months go by we're starting to get busier he's mostly full-time except for some days he, he he would do like events and he would get paid really well to do events like to go to an event for four hours and you make like 700 bucks for helping him do the thing and so like you have to go to those i can't i can't get anywhere near that you know and so i like kind of flexible in and out now he's now he's full-time i have one guy full-time but we're at a point to where we're gonna make money there's going to be a day where maybe he doesn't have a car randomly here or there, but it makes up for it. Cause one guy is doing basically one car. Um, sometimes two cars or one car in a panel or, or things like that. And, um, so I was able to kind of just like slowly work him in with the, you know, with the carrot, I guess. I don't like to call it that cause it sounds like it may not ever happen <laughs> a carrot that he can reach someday, ideally into like, I want to grow this thing. I'm going to take it from nothing to, to build something. It'll take nine to 12 months for you to be full-time. I was right about that so far. Now it's like, okay, now we're going to hire another person, do two to three cars a day and potentially open up a second shop. That's closer to where we both live. Um, just cause my situation is a little different cause I inherited a shop that was way closer to my parent, where my dad lives, my parents lived. And so we've been driving 50 minutes each way. And so he doesn't want to do that forever. You know obviously and i don't think very many people do um so anyways that was that my my situation is a little different i mean we did sixty thousand dollars which i think is pretty good for a year for the first year of starting a business um i probably i probably made 10 grand ish profit um after paying him and ordering product you know so this year um he's full-time the goal is 120. i want to double it you know, which is a lot, hundred percent growth is a lot, but it's very, it's yeah. very possible. Well, that's show um, you, it's definitely in, doable. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely doable. And, uh, we talked the other day, I've been, I've been doing a lot of, uh, like not focusing on it, but definitely putting a lot of effort into doing retail work too. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those weird things. There's, there's the retail side of things is interesting. Even when I thought about it originally, I knew this was going to be a wholesale play. I knew it would. I do a lot of wholesale work already, so it was an easy transition. But it's kind of weird to find the um, right RestoreFX retail customers. If they have a brand new car within a couple of years, not really probably going to be your customer. I mean, that kind of dull maybe, or they ran it through a car wash every week for two years. Okay, sure. But those aren't really your customers. And the cust the cars that are really old, um, you know, 10 years or whatever that really need it, oxidation, fading, scratches or whatever, maybe they don't want to pay the money to fix it, you know? So it was like that weird conundrum. But what, you know, if you focus on something, I've talked about this in all my previous coaching podcasts and stuff. You focus on something, you'll find a way to do it. You ask yourself the right questions to find a way. So I'm like, sorry, ask my, asking myself, you know, who, who are the retail customers that, that this would work for, for basically like, who, who are those people? And the answer I came to was like off-roader, off-roading people, wheelers, whatever they call themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not in the community, so <laughs> I can't say it. This guy's gonna hate you for saying that. <laughs> off roaders, the wheelers. wheelers. What are they? <laughs> I don't know. The wheelers is just sounds terrible. Know. Excuse, <laughs> excuse Corey for saying that. 
hopefully they're not listening. Yeah. Um, I'm learning more about it though because it is pretty cool. I just have never been. In, I've just never been into that um, myself. But um, these guys take their cars out um, up in the mountains, and they like to go on as rough terrain as possible because that's the fun of it. If you're going to spend twenty thousand dollars to you make your forerunner to a point where it can crawl up anything, then you have to fucking try it. Right. <laughs> and with those areas comes lots of bushes. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, dude, so you did that. That forerunner you yeah. did was I use it to sell a lot of customers. Dude, I'm like, dude, check. Restore FX Center. Every dude. Restore FX Center, I can post it on their Instagram. I'm like, did yeah. I give you all permission to do that? <laughs> I don't remember that, but whatever. Dude, it's, it's like, <laughs> like the copyright best video. the video. Yeah. It is. It just came out so good. Yeah. The blue, I think, really, I think the blue sells it. Um, but yeah, so I found, um, I found some uh, forerunner blogger. It was kind of his idea as my website guy, and I called him and told him about this about this idea. Like, have him on me reading my website, and he was like, "Dude, this is perfect for what I do." And I'm like, "Really?" Never. So he gave me the idea, and I did his car. Um, and uh it worked out pretty well he had some light scratches on it, it wasn't bad but then from that then we wrote a blog post together that took a couple months to develop all that stuff and then this guy found me and he sent me the pictures and i was like oh my gosh i want this car so bad <laughs> um and so yeah so we did that and i think that's you know i think you gotta find i think you have to find the right niche of people um in the in in the um retail world but that's no different that's no different than than pdr too i mean there's a one percent of our population is getting pdr done right i mean if that i mean it, i live in a city that's like combine all the areas together there's probably two million people out here and i mean between all the dent companies i'd be shocked if we did twenty thousand customers it's not even one percent right you know so Restore effects isn't for everybody. Neither is painless standard for no, no automotive appearance is for everybody. No, nothing is for everybody. <laughs> you know, that's, even the even I, that's what even I the outfitters for the four wheeling community. There's like just a tiny, tiny, tiny niche of people that do that that are willing to spend two, four, forty thousand dollars on their car to make it do all this crazy stuff. But that's what the world is. It's just all niche. You know. Yeah, I see. I'll. It's it's awesome being able to see two, two different perspectives because when I saw Restore Effects and put my hands on it, I was like, dude, we're we're taking in. I guess I kind of compared myself to the paint correction industry because I was in it for so long. Um, I was like, dude, as a we detailer or a painter, paint well, of all of. A, I mean, okay. I've done everything. Yeah, right? I know you've done so, everything. Yeah. Um, so I told myself we. I think we're finally going to open this up to have a product and a service that every it's for everybody, right? And then it's funny how you put it because I quickly learned that it's definitely not for everybody. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it, could every single car out there use Restore FX on it if it's more than a year old? Basically, yeah, hundred percent. Sure, I mean, yeah. no, no doubt about it. Every car has a dent on it too, though. <laughs> Doesn't mean someone's going to find the value in paying for it, you right. know. Um, and you don't even, you don't even, we don't even need that. There's no, there's no business that's for everybody. Um, but there are certain people. Um, you want to something funny? In my ignorance of my ignorance of the four wheeling community in general, um, and I'm not afraid to to talk about it because I don't know about it. Um, some of these people, it's funny because they love they love to take their car out and get pinstripes on them is what they call them <laughs> they do like that's like a it's like a goal almost because then it's like proof that you actually use your vehicle to go wheeling to go off-roading but but they, but they don't actually like it right <laughs> but so if you read if you read but some some do but some don't so even within the niche of people who buy just forerunners who are willing to spend that much money to upfit their forerunner so they can go do that even within that inside of that niche it's split of some people would never ever fix the pinstripes of their forerunner it's ridiculous like a bitch if you do that right. like oh you just want to <laughs> seriously read the comments through that through that <laughs> reel it's it was wild that's um, funny i didn't do that yeah yeah and so but then some of them like it and so i'm talking i talked to some of them now because i've done several forerunners for people and they're like yeah i mean it's like a badge of honor to some extent, but like also most of these people that spend this, like most of these people don't have ridiculous amounts of money. So like, this is their one car, 
you know, it's not like an extra car that they just take up yeah. to the mountains. And so they don't also, they don't want to look like shit necessarily, That's you know? Funny. So I'm like, just restore FX it every year, dude. Right. Problem solved. And then like, keep, that's the cool thing. Keep, with keep the before video. And I'll tell, uh, man, I learned this from somebody else. But uh, what we started doing with the restore retail customers is we make a really good before video and an after video mm. and put it up, put it all together, just like something we would use for social media. And then we, yeah. we give it, we give it to the customer that way. Whenever yeah. they're in front of people, they can be like, look at what my car looked like before. Um, yeah. it, that definitely works really well. Um, so those guys have got to, you know, keep those befores and they're like, yeah, my shit might look good, but look how bad it looked, you know, last month. Right. Here's my war wounds. I was, to, I was trying to explain to the people, you know, to a couple of these guys, like, because they couldn't restore FX is, is like so much of a game changer in my opinion <laughs> that people don't believe you, you right. know, it's like so far past, like it's so far different than what typical paint correction is that people don't and i get i i was very skeptical like i guess skeptical or whatever at first too but it's like you know try to tell people paint correction you could do like twice maybe three times depending on how aggressive you're going to get or how good the technician is um you can do restore effects as many times as you want and they're like what no that's not like how is that possible you know and so it's it's funny i'm like just go do your thing again take it off road and then when you get sick of looking at it um i'll do it again yeah. it's fine you know um which is pretty crazy it's pretty cool yeah without repainting a vehicle and i'll still show people i showed people at the barbershop today a guy was sitting next to me that was like a you know a jeep guy and he has this jeep that he takes off and it's all scratched up i'm like hey check this out show him i show him that real every time it's like a, it's like ready to go on my phone 100 percent of the time and they're just like oh sh wait what that's great it's, it's wild i've never had somebody look at the video and be like huh it's always like what the fuck they're like, i know yeah they're fuck. never like oh yeah that's nice yeah no they're yeah. like there's oh, no cute. way you didn't paint that vehicle i'm like no it was done in 24 hours yeah as so i said one day and there's like yeah. i mean i've told i'm i go to paint correction i go to you know detailers essentially people do ceramic coatings and stuff and i'm like i know it doesn't happen often but i'm like someone's gonna bring bring in an old car older car and they want you to they want you to ceramic coat it and you're like i can't ceramic coat this thing it's beach of shit. those people just send them to me and so i show them myself I'm like nope no one wants to two or three stage paint correct a car. No, no. Thank you. no Will they do it in exchange for money? Yes, obviously. But no one like is wakes up in the morning. Maybe there's maybe there's a couple people out there. Very few people. No detailers I know. Well, it's like saying Bryce Kelly, like the the dents he works on. He like I think he wakes well, up every morning. That's different though, because I think he does. <laughs> I think he, but that's different. It's a different level of satisfaction taking yeah. something insanely complicated and turning it. But again, we talk about paint correction. I don't want to demean it because there are is a skill and art form to it, mm -hmm. especially if you're getting down to like you've paint corrected the vehicle already before or different types of single stage paint or whatever. But someone brings you like a like a 2014 Altima that's super beat up and they want you to to they want you to sand it down with 3000 and then polish it all out. It's going to take like 4 days. And it's black, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> um and it's 4 days of like once you pick the pad and the polish for that particular car, it's yeah. 2 to 3 to 4 days of literal back and forth movement. And that customer is not going to want to they're not going to want to pay $4000 to have their car done like that. There's, you know, exactly. I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so it's an, it's, it's an interesting thing. And I, and I've learned all this since I've started restore FX and I've talked to detailers and, and, you know, going to MT and talking about all this stuff and everything. And it's just like, uh, um, you know, po polishing and ceramic coating. One thing, one stage polish, cut decontamination, polish. That's fine. It's a normal, it's a normal amount of work to be done on a vehicle, right? Six hours of polishing fine but when you start getting into like 23 hours of polishing on the same car it's just like mentally just i love i love hearing that like i'll see i'll see videos or something on tiktok and they're like oh you know 28 hours got it done yeah i'm like, I'm like God, yeah i'm like hey good for you more power I, yeah. I, hey the grind is real i get it all that stuff people will trade you know you got to trade your time for money and and if they're good at it that's great but I don't, like i said i don't think there's very many people that wake up and want to do that and um and so restore effects is like that's where i'm like this is crazy you know and they, guys like, are they're, always, they're always so nice and they're like well you know i'm more like an aggressive talker than than they are and i'm like it's just so like <laughs> it, it changes the game on paint correction 
period. And I tell my detailers this, and I've gotten a couple cars from them. You know, they're like, I don't want to do this. Just call Corey. They'll do it. However, they do their thing. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, sometimes I sand the car with 2000, like 2000, and then you pol- polish it all out. You know, it's pretty <laughs> funny. It's pretty funny. Cause like when they think about sanding with three or two, like they're like the amount of work that it's going to take to get it right after that is like, it turns you know, into six, six and eight steps just to get it right. What a bummer, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. Oh, so, so you did 500,000, I did 60,000. So I'm catching you. Tell but me, like 10, I said, you were talking about trying to double. You wanted to, to grow 100%. Obviously, mm. I did that from yeah. last year. So you're in. I mean, yeah. you're going to do it. There's no doubt about it. I'll do um, it. But yeah, I'll do it. Back to the whole, like, we were talking about how you did your stuff with the retail. I, that's what I want yeah. a lot of people to understand is that um, they hear about me spending all this money on the Restore FX business. Yeah. And and that kind of, I'm sure people are kind of off put by that um, to a certain extent. And some maybe aren't. Some want to dive in and spend the money. But just know yeah. that you can definitely be successful um, doing it the way Corey's doing it because we're looking at living proof, right? Um, yeah. So just know that there's options and we're here to help you with that as well. And that's why we talk about, you know, how we're running our business here in Lafayette and what Corey's doing in Sacramento. Um, that yeah, way you sure. can make a valued decision on whether you feel like this is a good fit for your company or not. Yeah. And so, and, and again, you talked about net 30, like all, all retail is COD cash cash yep. on demand right i mean that's that makes a big difference when i gotta pay my technician full-time wages at 20 something bucks an hour plus some other perks like that's i don't know what it is for something four thousand ish dollars a month if he's doing all wholesale sometimes they haven't paid you yet and it's coming out of your pocket granted you'll get paid back on the end but when you're doing it at scale like you those numbers are just bigger right i don't yeah, know my overhead is probably 20 ish thousand dollars just for payroll plus shop expenses plus product ordering well, you know it's high um, it's so really the numbers high. are just bigger yeah. Um, but when we're doing these cars, these these retail cars, it's it's cash on demand. And, and the prices are double compared to yeah. wholesale. When I get you a know? customer that pays a bill, like we get money in the account like that day, I'm like, man, this is awesome. You're like, that is yeah. so fun. <laughs> well, you do that with you do that with PDR a lot though, probably. Yeah, I mean, we have a huge retail business for paintless and repair, but that's just we have everything yeah. separate. Um, you know, we have Dent Pro on Mobile Tech RX and we have Restore Effects on Mobile Tech RX. So our numbers are, um, you know, that restore effects number is not any, that has nothing to do with paintless and repair. That's all restore effects. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So what'd you do? You want to talk about PDR numbers? Sure. I mean, we did uh, mobile tech RX. I told Corley, I said mobile tech RX has 230 or 240,000, not including hail work. Mm. So we were probably, you know, right at that 400 to 500,000 this year in paintless and repair. So after after you after you the hail that you did for other people that's not in your mobile tech rx yeah basically. ran through dent yeah. pro yeah whether i was gonna send me yeah, or, sure. or, or or employee out there to go do it it got done so. yeah yeah for sure yeah so we did i mean our, our our pdr business has always been that's all we did for like my dad did it for 30 years and i've been doing it for 20 it's all we did so we we did just a, a just about a little bit under six hundred thousand dollars in pdr this year and I was just looking again real quick. Uh, every all, all wholesale we run through, like in the services section, we run through the PDR section. Mm-hmm. Did it? Yeah. That's what section. We do. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we do. So when you run, when I run the report, I can see that I can see the. Di- What's that? We do the same thing. Uh, on that, we got, some, we got some lag going here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like almost exactly split i'm like almost exactly split right down the middle yeah i could do that i'll run that actually dude so i did i ran that report just now um yeah we did, we did 170 177 000 in, in dealership stuff p like the pdr and then we did 50 52 000 in price events so more wholesale than retail then yeah i didn't even know that yeah so i'm yeah. like literally a thousand i'm a, like a thousand dollars off between between the pdr section and then if i'm combining hail and precedent together on the retail side i'm a thousand dollars off so i'm like almost exact if this is accurate which you know give or take we got r and i parts and some other stuff in here too but um 
if all if all wholesale is in PDR and all retail, which it should be, um, unless someone was lazy and just stuck a random number in the PDR section for a retail job or something, I'll do it for two hundred or whatever. Yeah. It's possible. Um, they were a thousand dollars off of exactly 50, 50 split, <laughs> which is pretty wild. Uh, dude. And so what's pretty crazy wild. is like, I'm gonna run one from years ago, but that's how I used to be. I was 50, 50 with dealership and, um, yeah, retail. retail. I was always, always even. <clears throat> yeah. So I did 897,000, yeah, 897,000 in 2021. Um, yeah. No, three hundred thousand. I had a lot of guys. I was, I was, I wasn't dealing with you know a lot of the restore stuff. We didn't start yeah. kicking that shit off. Um, yeah, yeah, but it was even three hundred and forty thousand in PDR, which would be at the dealerships, and three hundred and yeah, twenty thousand in precedent. So yeah, for it was sure, the same. Yeah, nice. We're 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 going. God, I didn't even. I I'm not even ran that number. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, this, we try to, we should try to do this as business owners every, every year, every quarter, honestly, and just try to look at that and see where you're going. And if you ran yeah. a corporation, that's what you would do every week and look yeah. at KPIs the entire time, but we're still in the damn thing. Yeah. And, uh, we're trying, we're trying to get to the point where we are, we're in a corporation and we just look at these numbers. Why is this number slightly off? I mean, that's what they do. Right. Yeah. Um, at that point. So, um, we're getting there. Um, so what are you, what are your goals for restore effects this year? Uh, I'm gonna go real dumb and and double it again. Like I wanna. Um, I'm gonna go real I'd, dumb. I'd like to. I we. My goal is to have restore effects in the seven fifty or seven hundred to eight hundred thousand a year. Um, is my goal is where I want it to be. Yeah. Which is great because we already have the staff, right? Like I, I said to myself, we have it. We have the staff to do those. You types have the of staff numbers. to do that much. Yeah, of course. Damn. And that was my so thing. How many? Like, how many? How many guys is that? Three guys. I have I have three people in the back, two porters and a manager. Yeah, which yeah. we can do it. I mean, obviously, look at uh, yeah, man. What was his name in Long Island? Uh, I know Mikey. Yeah, man, I that's can't, my, his last name was uh, that's my hero from our store effects hero. That's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was crushing. If you guys haven't heard that podcast episode, it was probably like eight of them ago. Um, yeah. I think it was called the largest restore effects center in the world i think is the title of it yep. something like that um he was doing 13 cars a day sometimes 20 sometimes like 23 sometimes a day <laughs> was that what it was no was it <laughs> yeah was it dude really? sometimes he was doing 20 i think he was doing 18 16 to 18 cars a day and then some days he'd be doing like 20 something yeah because he was doing so, over it's very possible. one location too one location yeah. well he just opened up that retail location which i think we should touch base with him and find out how that's been going I know we should. Yeah, you're right. So you're going to do a second location or you, at some point, or are you just going to try to get this one to 800 and then think about that? No, I think, you know, another dumb thing, I'll probably get into doing the growing this one and opening up another location at the same time. Yeah. Well, I think another location, if it's far enough away, can, can be beneficial, you know, like in my position right now, like our, my location so far away from my home, I would, I think it's very possible to have one one technician in each of those in each of the spots and then have a PDR technician in each of the spots and have two retail facilities. I, easier said than done. Easier said than done. If I and open maybe up it doesn't a, work out as well, but yeah, if I open up a new location, I think I'm gonna do it the way you did, Corey. And I'm gonna kind of start it small where we it because mm. I don't need that, you're right. I don't need to grow this thing as fast as I needed to grow this one here in Lafayette. So I'm just gonna run that one and 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 choose mm. the right people and get the right yeah. clientele. And I'm probably going to go mostly after retail, to be honest. Yeah. And so, I mean, my, my office manager who basically runs my office, answers the phones, bank deposits, QuickBooks, all that. He's, he's the one that's there at the front all the time, estimates, all those things. He's also my porter. <laughs> <laughs> So like, I, I don't know, like, I just have like, I have the, like, there's the really like, I guess, bootstrap. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Bootstrap mentality where I'm like doing the minute, like try to maximize each of the mm -hmm. people that work for me. Um, but I don't have money. Like you had a partner in it. So your situation is a little different. I don't know if you want to talk about that. You don't have to, but, um, 
it, mine was the situation was different. I didn't have money to put at it to hire four different, five different people. I couldn't, I couldn't bankroll that for long. I mean, I could have for a, a little bit on my fixed dents, but not for long. And, um, and so I just had to do it this way and just like slowly and surely just kind of build it up. But there were times where, cause there was like, there'd be one week where I don't have a car on Tuesday. And then the next week a dealership calls me and I'm like, I can't do it for 10 days. <laughs> You know, it was like, it would be like those waves and that's the hard part. And then I'd run down and help my guy do it, you know? So there's two of us now. And then, so the, is it the most efficient like way for me to spend my time? Not necessarily. So it was like, oh, there's pros and cons to each of the situations. Like you're not running in and, yeah. and doing restore effects on cars. I don't you know, even, dude, I don't even, I don't even know if I know how to install restore effects yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting, it, I'm getting kind of far enough removed from it now that it's that, you know, when I go down there, I'm like, I just like help you prep and you can install. Cause I'm not really sure, yeah. you know, <laughs> if it's a wholesale car, I'll do it. But like, yeah. you know, there's, there's some mistakes that can be made. And, and I, I did the first 40 cars with him. Um, because I knew, you know, if, if you run a small business like this and you don't have someone, you don't, if you don't have two people in your business that can do the same service, then you're, you're, you're foolish in my opinion, oh, yeah. you have to. Um, and so I can't, I'm not going to hire two restore FX guys right now for, for not even doing one car every single day. So I'm the backup. I'm the backup for the PDR. I'm the backup for the restore FX. Um, I'm the backup for all that stuff. Um, that's for smart now. though. It's a, that's a smart way to work it though. Yeah, you that's know? the inexpensive. That's like the the frugal way mm -hmm. to start it. You know, I wish I was like um, you, Corey. Nah, because the, the reward cons, that yeah, the reward that you're gonna get out of that in the end is gonna be great because you don't have somebody to split that with. You don't have partners to, you know, deal with. Um, mm -hmm. So I think your reward is gonna be a lot more than mine at the end, but it's still a reward either way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you got, you grew fast and quick and made a big impact in the industry. Like there's, there's so many dealers I haven't even gone to because I, I, the majority, every dealer that I've gone to, except for one has given me a car to do every except for one Toyota dealer, they have all in house and they're like, we don't, we don't use any other vendors. You know, I'm trying to explain to them like what I do is different than what your guys can do. You're all in one guys or whatever. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Not gonna waste my yeah. time. Um, so there's a lot like so the, the success rate of me getting a demo and then me getting additional cars um is high. It's a high, very high number. Um, so there's a lot of dealers I haven't even gone to because if I visit 10 more dealers, I can't handle it. <laughs> you know, and now now I have a shop space issue too, you know. Yeah, now right. we're doing PDR and restore FX out of there every day. And so now I need to figure out that issue as well. Yep. You know, which I said in the very beginning, if I am successful with restore effects, if I do everything right, this is going to be an issue and it is. So it's a good issue to have, but it is, it is, it is something we have to solve. It's funny business, because, you know, you're going to have an issue either way, right? You're either going to have an issue of Always. being overstaffed or you're going to have the issue yeah. of being understaffed. It's just one, which yeah. one are you going to choose? Right. They both cost money. Yeah, they do. You're right. They both cost like mine costs time. Right, and my is, my own money, I guess, and then yours costs you know physical dollars. Um, that was my thing. So, was I yeah, was so just, sick of my time being wasted? Not to say wasted, but yeah. it's more valuable. And we, me, and you talk about that a lot. It's more valuable with PDR for sure. Yeah, right. So it's say. just it makes sense for me to spend the money, and maybe I might not be making like those numbers look great and they sound great, but maybe I'm still not making money from Restore Effects. But I will in the future. But my time yeah, isn't being wasted. There. You know. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, uh, what else? What else, dude? That was that was our overview. No, of think, going on. Um, so we got MTE coming up pretty soon. Yes, we do. Yeah. We yeah we're, we're, this will this will release this podcast will release like mid January that we're the one we're recording now. So it'll be what what is it? Twenty sixth, twenty seventh, something like that. MTE. Twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. Yeah, I'm going a couple days early. To meet with some people, yeah. So twenty seventh is the twenty sixth education day. Twenty seventh, twenty eighth, yeah. Um, that's gonna be a good show, I think. I mean, I think you know, even more, even more again, like still coming out of COVID. I think last year there's a lot of people that didn't go just just for that reason. Well, one couldn't go from out of the country. I think had trouble going right because travel restrictions. Well, just, Shane, I mean, Shane Griffin, a really good friend of mine that I met from MTE, he was stuck in Australia. Yeah. Not Australia, New Zealand. 
So, well, as I'm saying, there was people that just probably wanted to go that just couldn't or, or could, but it was such a burden to leave the country and come back. Cause they had to like quarantine for two weeks on the way back or something like that. I think I know a buddy from Canada that he did, he came to MTV, but when he went back, he had a quarantine for like 10 days, <laughs> couldn't leave. You know what I mean? So there, that shit was still happening. Um, maybe it still is now. I don't know. But, um, so I think it'll be a bigger show than it, than it was, be, than it was last time. I see um, MT changing, like evolving, which is my whole point. I was telling my brother this the other night. Like I used to go to MTE because I love tools and I just like loved, you know, seeing the new stuff. And I see more yeah. people going to MTE now for networking and to like find out about yeah. businesses. And I, I like that. That's I told him last yes. year when I went, um, that was when I met you and me and you. I don't know how long mm -hmm. we stayed down at the bar with Paul Cord and Tim. But it seemed like all night long. Yeah, we a couple. Just yeah, yeah multiple, conver multiple conversations with mm. people, and I told my brother I I learned so much um, from MTE every year that my yeah. most um, successful months or when I get back is February, <laughs> March, and April because I'm like implementing all these it's things. True, dude. And it's I true. like it's it's I see people seeing that about MTE, and it's that's why people are going now. Well, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's why i'm going to be honest right. with you i i did yeah. speeches in the past i did mt i did the pdr olympics stuff in the past i don't think i'm doing any of that i'm just gonna go network the whole time um you know people have heard me talk about the pdr 20 group so we do that um on wednesday before the show um thursday's education day which you should go to that if you're gonna go to mte fly in a day early they up the price 125 bucks i think for, no, oh, for, for the education day. Yeah. I think it was used to be like 40, something like that. Um, but I mean, it's, it's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. There's no doubt about it. Um, which is good. I mean, they know it's worth it. That's why they're charging it. Obviously last, last, last year was very well attended. Um, and, uh, so education day, and then like, I'm already setting meetings with like essentially in-person meetings with people I want to, I want to talk yeah. to like, Hey, let's sit down. Let's get a coffee. Let's have dinner. Let's have dinner with these, uh, these set of 10 guys. Um, let's do all that. And that, that stuff I think is super, super valuable. Um, yeah. the game is changing over the next 10 years, dude, like the, this, the industry, the automotive appearance industry, MTE is going to look just massive, just going to be so much bigger. I have no, I don't have any doubt about that. Yeah. Um, Restore effects will be there. They're actually talking on education day too. Um, so that'll be interesting. They haven't done that. So I'm curious to see how, how no, I think, I think, I think that they, they, I don't know what size room they got, but I think they better get a, bigger yeah, room I think they're going to be, I think they're going to yeah. be well attended for sure. Yeah. I yeah. Do. Oh, I don't know if we, I don't even know if we talked about this, but I was talking to Ryan K and, and some of the guys and we're, we're going to, um, I'm signing you up. So you have to do it, but we're going to sit at the booth sometimes a little bit on Friday and Saturday at the restore FX booth with the table and, uh, do, do podcast stuff. So if you're cool with that, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We don't have to sit there the whole time, obviously, yeah, but, we'll um, yeah, people that come by, we can do quick interviews or ask kind of what they thought about it. Um, we're going to do a lot of interviews with other, other centers while we're there, um, as well, like in person, cause it's just cooler than doing it on zoom. Like we always do. Right. Um, and, uh, so, so that'll be, that'll be fun too. Yeah. But, uh, where are you, where are you going in? Where do you, have you booked probably, your stuff? I haven't booked it yet, but we're probably going to go Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there Tuesday and so Saturday. I'd, I'd drive out there. I've driven it before. It's not an issue for me. Oh yeah. That's not. That's not too. I mean, it's six. It's sixteen hours. But oh, is it that? Oh, it's sixteen. Okay, that's pretty far. Yeah, because I guess you got it's like all the way down to the bottom of Florida. Maybe not sixteen, but it's some four, twelve, fourteen, something like that. I've driven it before. It was no issue. Okay, yeah. It would take me like in two days. I don't even know. No. Um, <laughs> it took my brother that's two so days. It took my brother two days to get to San Diego from here to Mike's place when he trained with him. It took him two okay, days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This is why we started the Masters of Recon um, Facebook group too, is that like, and I think coming after off MTE, we, we've slacked a little bit on creating the right content for it. I'll, I'll admit it. There's sometimes other things become priorities and we just, I, we don't do everything right. Um, so forgive us. But uh, yeah. the intent of the group is, um, you know, like you said, coming back from MTE, we're the most productive January or February, March, April. Um, and we want to be able to keep that going and create that inside the master recon Facebook group. 
um, the, 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 the crossover between services, uh, I think is necessary. The amount that you can learn from what a detailer does or what a wheel guy does or a touch up guy or some other person does with it. And I've been talking to this interior guy who reached out to me on Instagram. Super cool. Like, I don't know much about interior repair. You probably started an interior repair business at some point. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course you did. Um, and so like just learning the way he handles stuff and how he does stuff. He called me about an insurance claim the other day and it was like, I'm working on a $120,000 BMW, whatever. Gla apparently, I'm sure you know this. Maybe other people do. I'm just an idiot. Crash, glass goes everywhere in the car and scratches the shit out of everything. Steering wheel, dashboard, door panels, uh, every everything, right? So he calls me and he's like, I just want to make sure, you know, what you think of my pricing and stuff like that. So it's all insurance work. So he calls up all the parts people, all the parts people gets parts replacement costs for everything. And then charges based off of, based off of that, um, a percentage of that. It was a low percentage though. And I'm like, I'm like up that percentage, <laughs> up that percentage for sure. And he's yeah. like, I'm just trying to be fair, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're being fair. Like, it, trust me. So anyways, we talked about that, but it's just like, it's just cool to hear how other industries run things and um, yeah. how you can implement that into your business. So that, that's, that's what we want to create with the masters of recon, masters of recon Facebook group. Um, search for it. You can find it, go join it. Um, we will have more and more content on that um, coming, coming soon in conjunction with the podcast. So, right. That's it. dude. That's our goal. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, hit us up. If you want to talk at MTE, yeah, find it. I, I'm easy easy to find on Instagram. I don't know where people can find you. I'm on all all the platforms. I had somebody actually message me on Instagram yesterday about MTE. So, uh, yeah, any, anyone, anyone, TikTok too. Find you, me on TikTok. What, you damn. <laughs> what channel? <laughs> OnlyFans. Yeah, OnlyFans. Um, co Coach I charge, K. I charge for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Every mm -hmm. DM. I'm Coach Corey K on um, on uh, Instagram. Uh, where are you? Is Denver USA or Ryan Brewer or what? It's either one. You could do Ryan Brewer yeah. or uh, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even get on Instagram that much, but Facebook, wherever. I'm mostly on Facebook, which is easy. You just type my name in, which finds type me your name in. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Good deal. Corey, I hope you guys got Corey took the no, it's Dent Pro USA. So I had to put an underscore after the Dent Pro underscore USA for Instagram. Some somebody stole it before I can get it. Dent Pro USA. Yeah, I had to put an underscore. I know. Huh. Interesting. There's a lot of Dent Pros out there. Not USA. A lot no. of fake. A lot of fake Dent Pros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not the real one. That's it. <laughs> Um. All right, reach out to us. If you want to talk to us? Hit us up for MTE. Do we cover everything? I hope you guys got value out of that show. Um, us just sharing what we're doing in our businesses, what we're trying to do next year. Um, yeah. Oh, maybe we'll do a live. I think we should do a live a little Facebook thing after MTE, which should be good. On let's tease this. Let's tease this. We have a podcast in the recording banks already. That's the best podcast that's ever been recorded in PDR history. <laughs> guaranteed do you agree with that i do I'm, it's up there for sure okay yeah it's up there top 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 two we're saving um it. top five <laughs> <laughs> no i we're gonna i want to release it before mte like i was telling yeah. you yeah yeah we'll so so this one's gonna drop like in the i don't even know 15 14 15 16, 17th january 17th i think and then the week after i think the week before mte we should drop the other one um, because I want that to be a discussion going into MTE. It's about diminished value on your vehicles, how that comes into play, body shop versus paintless dent repair, repainting, not repainting, what can PDR fix, et cetera. All the diminished value talk from an expert in diminished value who does this all day, every day. And um, so much was learned in that podcast. So um I'm excited about that one as well. Absolutely. So, and I know we're going to do one podcast a month and we, I'm, I know we've talked a little bit, want to try to get it up to at least two a month, potentially, um, maybe get it back to a weekly podcast, but my schedule right now can't handle that. I don't know about you, Ryan. I know you've been able to do more now that you're not chasing hail, but anyways, yeah. maybe we'll get back to that. I'm not going to promise that we come back every week though. Cause then, cause it might not happen, but 
um, for sure every month. Um, and then I want, I think we want to try to get to twice a month and start bringing on, we have a lot of other people to bring on. We don't need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, look, look forward to that other podcast and then, uh, let's talk about it. MT. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's it. Huh? That's a wrap. That was an hour of rambling. Beautiful. Yeah. Good stuff.